Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning in to episode 1.11 of The Ball Bags podcast we've a lot to get through this weekend or this week rather we'll have player of the week as per usual as well as have you seen this and in our agreed to disagree we're going for a bit of a stateside sandwich so delighted to announce that the bottom feeder atlee has returned we're sans the coach for this episode he may be returning later on in the week but we'll get to that at the very end of the show so he's going to take us through a deep dive into the western conference i'm going to take us back to the nfl have a bit of a look there and then we're going to flick to the Eastern Conference because the bottom feeder athlete has been away for a while and he's mad to delve into the NBA so look, plenty of stateside action but without much further ado how are you mate it's good to have you back it's good to be back it's good to be back bringing that fire it's like I never left that's the longest amount of annual leave anyone's ever taken <laughs> there's more to come yeah, Chris, Christmas period and all that point season silly season yeah Um. well look why don't we get straight through it in association with the Athletic month free just click the link in the podcast description player of the week nomination from yourself I had Justin Herbert okay I feel kind of bad as well it's just because I I really homered in on him last night because I was like he's going to get it done today well he did they 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 nearly looked like they just were throwing that way I was like oh lads here we go like but uh, they come in clutch it's a it's a big it's a big win um just to run through the other options, the coach, as unbiased as always, had Diogo Jada. Anyway, um, I personally went for the obvious choice, which is Jonathan Taylor. And then, just to give a shout out to one of our fans on, via Instagram, obviously, username bbash3. Um, I'd say English isn't this gentleman's first language. The comment was, you dumb, spelt D-U-M, Mane. So, obviously, he felt... Sadio Mane should have got nominated for Player of the Week, but uh, yeah, look, I, I would have put Mane above Diego Jota if I'm being honest. Um, simply put, two goal involvements and he did a load of those little one percenters that look, Arsenal just aren't aren't just there just yet. But kind of he was kind of pivotal in their their uh, win of the weekend. But look, for me anyway, and I I only gotta be top down off this pedestal. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns, outscored every NFL franchise yesterday. Um, what more do you say to that? It was, I think it's probably the best running back performance I've ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah. Like, Only topped by Kamara last week, last year. Kamara had six last year. I was trying to think that he had six from scrimmage or seven, and I was like, calling him in seven, seven is nuts. Like, six is nuts, but yeah. like, seven is... And then, like, you've seen, you know, like, the little stat, stat yokes in the bottom of the corner or whatever, the prompters, teleprompters put up, and, like, you just see the companies, and you're talking, like, Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, you like, Sean Alexander, and you're, like, going, this kid, he, like, he's the real deal, though. Like, I don't have an argument with him when I left, like, five touchdowns, but, like... Yeah. Um, mad think the Chiefs selected Clyde Edwards Hilaire above him. Yeah, he was in Stanford, wasn't he? Mm. Second round pick. Mm. 
like it just shows you about the running backs though I mean like there's depth it's, uh, and he's got that real workhorse as well like and I'm like he's could probably launch him 25 30 carries like you know in December kind of weather and you're going go for broke well he 30 carries yesterday and I mean I know he was having a day like so you're feeding him obviously but that is one of the better rush defenses in the league I think before going into the game they were I think they were I think they were maybe top ranked I could be willing to be correct on that but I think they were the top rushing defense <laughs> they got like Josh Allen played really bad too um, just like to slide see. that in there he just <laughs> throw that in there but uh, it's funny um, just before we go any further it's just mad like how bad all of the NFL teams are like no one is good it's just it's going to be one of those years like no one is really really good it's fair yeah it's uh, there's no clear cut in either the NFC or the AFC I'd say the AFC is probably worse than the NFC again um, arguably Rams on a bye yeah it's mad like there's no clear front runner for MVP now either it's like everyone is just John trying to give it away do you think John and Taylor can make a he'd need 2,000 yards I don't know if he'd he need 2,000 well he's after overtaking Derrick Henry as le- Russian leader as well like it wasn't just a freak performance he's been uh, I, I had the fortune of whiffing on Saquon Barkley and drafting Jonathan Taylor this year I was drafting at four and I was like it was telling me like obviously you know the way the, the fantasy apps to be like based on ADP this is who you should be drafting and it was like Barkley I was like I'm not drafting Barkley I'm not drafting Barkley and the fellow drafting ahead of me in third is a massive Giants fan I was like he's going to pick Barkley Barkley over Kamara I was like I'm going to pick mm-hmm. Kamara and then he picked Kamara and I was like and I was like right go on I'm going John and Taylor and for two weeks I was like what am I doing and ever since then he's been lights out in fairness before Henry got hurt he was kind of chomping at his heels he was probably I think he was within like 100 yards so to say he could have never overtaken him without the injury isn't like he definitely could have with a couple yeah. of huge games yeah 2000 though no, I, I thought Henry was Henry was definitely kind of the favourite with just kind of the erratic quarterback play or like quarterbacks being missing like Lamar's missed games Herbert has trying to give away games you know Kyler's missed games Stafford has a couple of duds Brady's had duds like yeah Aaron Rodgers the COVID incident has maybe been amazing in his two games that came back I know he came back to a win obviously but look at that Minnesota game um, but look we've digressed anyway because we do want to cover the NFL later on the show so when we kick it off I think you had a question in relation to the Western Conference so just kind of with the West um, obviously like the last if you're going to go like the last 10-15 years like the West is like was the premier conference like it was just it's a gauntlet you know 50 wins or you're not in the playoffs you're kind of just like specifically looking at LA at the minute is it too early to say that like LeBron is seriously in trouble of possibly missing playoffs this year in the west what do you think I, I, I don't think so and I'll, t- I'll tell you why because if you look at the west say right now like the Lakers are in 8 below them it's Memphis and then Minnesota Wolves, Thunder, Kings like Spurs Pelicans and Houston like I don't I fancy them to, to make 
at least the playoffs. Like that, and that's very cautious. They're an aging, they're an old roster. It's very early days. I would say they are effectively game managing until the All Star break. Um, with the caveat that the West is significantly easier than it's been. Now look, don't I don't make any like like they haven't been good. The Lakers, they haven't no, been good. They have not. I think it's the first year where LeBron is seriously. I don't know for sure in his head what he does think, but I would think that they are probably looking and going like we'll probably have to settle for four down, probably five down this year. Like we're not gonna get. We're not getting it. I don't think they're going to get near those top four teams. Not right now. No, and well, I look. I kind of keep waiting for Clippers Davis. Are miss. Clippers are hit and miss. Clippers are hit and miss. I mean, the. I more with Davis. The three yeah. and two are the last five games. Clippers. Yeah. As as are, like, the Mavericks. Like, it's not. It's not clean cut. It's not going to take. Like, like, outside, obviously, Golden State and Phoenix. I generally think. Two weeks could change an awful lot in the West. Is in like if you're going to go to one for two weeks and another side suffers. I just don't think they're that good. I be dead on. I hate saying it as well because I know it's going to come back and bite oh, me. Oh, absolutely! Like, and I can't wait to see it come back and bite you. Like I want, like I want to see more out of Davis. Like he's, it really should be kind of his side now. It should be his side. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what would be the story of the Lakers is when LeBron went to LA and when he pushed to bring in Davis I think in his mind he had that when he stood down it would be Anthony Davis decided to take on but I, I don't think it is Anthony Davis decided to take on I think as soon as LeBron's done Genie Buss doesn't mess around either they're blowing it up and Anthony Davis is going elsewhere. Yeah, I don't think he has that kind of... Do you know that real alpha kind of mentality in him either to be carrying the Mamba side? Ma- Mamba mentality. Yeah, like Let's call it what, what you is. need to be a Lakers, like, you know, like a top kind of five. You're in the pantheon of Lakers greats. Like, I don't think that's going to be no Anthony Davis. No, I don't... I don't see it in him, like... You could sit here and you could chat about, like, like they're not a surprise package, but Golden State have been, myself and the coach chat about it last week, Golden State have been scary good this year. Wiggins, man. Andrew Wiggins has been, it's like a revelation. Have you seen, like, some of that his defensive stuff? Is... Second year Wiseman, it, 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 there's a jump there. Um, Like, he was good last year, but there's a jump this year. He, yeah, and to, I suppose it's kind of like how does Clay Thompson fit back into us when Wiggins and Pooler are playing so well? Um, and I suppose Six it gives you the flexibility to ease him into the side more. Mm. Um, there's far less pressure on him coming back. But my God, like if Thompson came back, you know, three quarters of the overall player and defensive player that he was, like him and Wiggins on a perimeter is you never thought you'd say like Wiggins has really turned the narrative to start this year he's mm. at 100 games now for his kind of Warriors career like he's like there's some they're really surprising that 
they've had that start kind of with that crop of players yeah um but yeah i suppose look when you've got curry playing like that as well should you really be shocked um and, and then kind of if you look at the bottom that bottom kind of tier mavericks nuggets blazers lakers grizzlies as a whole of five um you know denver are obviously kind of limping away hoping to get murray back next year and porter's obviously had problems and he had a really bad start to the year as well so it's basically just Jokic carrying them at the moment um so i think like if they can get a little bit healthier they can obviously try and push for the top four and you know i i never fancied that mavs roster we had this a few weeks ago i don't like they're going to be middle kind of middle table to the west i think i don't think they're going to be able to push into the top four yeah look i I think i just i just really enjoy watching dallas me being yeah i just really (laughs) enjoy watching luca just i just think he's they're asking a lot of him though yeah yeah and look he's an injury away from their season being ruined yeah that's you know what I mean? kind of it um, but just on a, maybe because it's, it's the fact that Golden State have been so good but Phoenix are quietly going about their business considering all the hassle they're having um, yeah. off the courts yeah. it's very that's if that happened two years ago they'd be bottom of the west they Absolutely. wouldn't have they well, wouldn't have no, I the resilience I think Houston are historically bad. <laughs> I know, but like they would be bottom, they'd be bottom barrel team. Um, yeah. but this Chris Paul effect, and you know the yeah. finals last year, they've the very business, very professional yeah. kind of outfit now mm. to be taken seriously for the next four to five years by the looks of it easily. If 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 they can, I know there's um. There's issues kind of with DeAndre Ayton's contract and stuff like that. Um, That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's imperative that they just lock him down for, for life. Um, himself and I Booker. don't get it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't get it either. They're still young, so it's not a. It's, it's still they're still under that twenty five the twenty five year old max, salary. Do you know that, that ruling that you can't make so much until. You turn twenty five. Sarver's just cheap. Like I yeah. like he's he's ha- he has a really good thing in front of him and he just looks like he's dying to fuck it up. Mm. Like he looks like take it off him. Take them take it off him. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, okay. Silver. Take it off him. But yeah, um other than that, like, I don't know, I, I if I had to pick someone to fall out of that top four, Clippers. Clippers for me all day. Um I think they're wildly inconsistent. Um, I know Kawhi still really to come back, but I mean you're relying on and look, he's been lights out this year. Paul George, you are relying on Paul George, but he has been phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. He is it's very uh, good. Um, I think he's ranked six in average points this season. Like it's just phenomenal. I know he cracked. He was definitely high in the key ladder there up until last week. Mm-hmm. Key ladder is generally a very good indication of kind of where your MVPs are kind of lying at that current moment in time um and then obviously jazz having a phenomenal individual season for the grizz i know they kind of get forgotten there when they're sitting at nine but i do think out of all of those bottom teams 
they could be if you take the Lakers out of it before I get burned by them. Um, they are possibly the kind of ones that might make the most noise at the end of the year. Bit of a surge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say look, there's nine teams in the West for me. One no of those more, n- no less. One of those nine teams is missing out though. So. Yeah. That's that's where I stand in the West. Anyway, we'll come back to the NFA and NBA. Sorry, shortly. Um, but very important day for Americans this week. Thursday, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. The uh, the litmus test for the NFL kind of kicks in now. So this is kind of when you start to really judge sides on merit and kind of your title contenders or pretenders kind of tend to be exposed. So. Question to you, Bonfield Atley, with Turkey Day falling this week, what early contenders are set to fall by the wayside and what sides are set to make the playoff push? Right. Um I think they're all a disaster, as I've said earlier on, to be honest. Like they can't I think the Bills are in real trouble. Um especially with how steady Five wins Bill on the for Bill. Mac Jones looking like the Bills kind of had this window, a very small window of opportunity to overtake the AFC East, sorry, the AFC East as their own for the next few years, and they couldn't fucking wait to give it back to Bill. They couldn't. No. Like, they couldn't. Um, like Josh Allen on the week, like, to give that game away. To cut to fucking Indianapolis like that and not even put up a scrap of home is, it's so bad. Well, look, it it it's the last five games are lost, won, lost, won, lost, which and specifically those last two losses, the the first two losses, sorry, in that kind of five game window, they just weren't. They're not. They weren't scoring. The it it's the offense that's the issue. Which yeah. Has he been? And look, we were all very quick to throw it out around about Paddy Mahomes. Um, we'll get to him later, maybe. But has Josh Allen been figured out? And I know there's a a listener that you'd know quite well that will be hammering us tomorrow. But I'm just saying. Well, he did that particular listener watch that game in its entirety. He cried, you know, yeah. seeing the cry. So, um. Look, we said it about Josh. Like he had a phenomenal year last year. That was obviously very hard to replicate. Like it's a career year for most fellas. Mm. Like end of full stop. You know that's the best year you'll ever have. And he's not going to be a million miles statistically away from that this year. But his turnover where he plays have gone through the roof. Like and some of the easier throws that he was making last year. Like just a bit of wane in the accuracy again. But like his floor has still been really steady, mm. but yeah, I I think they're in for a kind of an end season slump. I'm gonna the, the Bills are one mm. I'd pick now to be kind of falling away. Um, as for who could make I'd, the push, I like the Bengals and the Chargers. I'm gonna go against my gut, and I'm gonna say since he. Now, like I should have probably explained this at the start. Like we're saying by contenders, we're saying anyone above one and done in the playoffs. 
So that's who you're considering. Like they're winning a playoff game this year. They're at least winning the playoff game this year. Um, do you know? Like I think since he will um, make it as his second seed, I think there's far too much noise going on in Cleveland. But then I'd also kind of say like I know they lost last night, but and drew to the Lions, but Pittsburgh aren't in terrible shape and. Mike Tomlin doesn't finish below 500 no matter who he has no so I just don't think they're going to have the quarterback to make the racket in a yeah. playoff game this year yeah. especially against the guys you can come up in the AFC yeah. at the minute like are you do you really want to play Joe Burrow with like Ben Roethlisberger like, no or Mason but, Rudolph yeah 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 look yeah the the AFC North isn't this season anyway. It isn't as strong as it's been. I don't think, which is strange because it's it's there's probably greater parity in the division because the Bengals and the Browns aren't a joke, but they're all kind of averaging sides. Like like Baltimore obviously being the pick, they've still lost three games. Well, I put it like this to you: if you were going into a playoff game tomorrow. Would you rather play Ryan Tannehill or would you rather play Burrow or Herbert? I'd rather play I think you take Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. But like they are, believe it or not, they're still top of the AFC. I don't think that's going to last either. No. Um, the wheels look like they're really falling off Tennessee at the minute. Absolutely. But then there's the caveat too and there's this great white hope, this great knight in shining armour that Derek Henry could be back for a playoff push. push. Um, I just yeah look I just think it's it's one of the wackier seasons we've had like I mean like look we, we primarily focused there on the AFC but I mean if we were to throw our eyes on the NFC like Kyler's been out for what three games I think that's his third oh, straight third straight um, they lost the game where he got injured mm-hmm. and they've won two of those games he's been out and that's it's not just been Kyler it's been D-Hop as well so you know 9-2 and two, best record in the NFL they're hard to kind of root against but something in my gut says they're a, if they don't clinch the one seed the two seeds sorry, top two seeds I think they could be a shock round one they, look the Rams are the fucking same they've had two really bad offensive duds in the last couple of weeks as well um, back to back like it looks like you know when they pile the physicality against them that they're getting the breaks bit off them um, mm. so I would obviously look at teams like in in the NFC that if they really want to try and catch someone like the Rams out it's really physical kind of style of play against them um, mm. because they haven't been able to to get past that mm. uh, I don't know what genuinely just don't know what to make of the Packers like they're I just don't they don't really entice me yeah Um. do you know what I mean like it's a really unusual like it's just it's, it it's is, like it none is. of these teams are flat like it's like they're, they're all kind of 
above average. None of them I've really been like, oh, this is such a good year for this like side. They're really good. It, do, it does open the argument about the uh, the limited preseason and the limited number of fixtures this year. They keep pushing for an OTAs. Um, is there a, is there a value to having the four preseason games? I know no one watches them. Um, but uh, yeah, like like you look at the Cowboys again, and happy to say, happy, happy, happy to say, they're starting to show the true colors. They're the sporgiest side in the in the NFL, hands down. They were awful last night. Hands down. Um, Kansas, Kansas were weren't exactly lights out either. No, but like, this is know? this is really strange about Kansas is. They literally have been like one of the worst defenses all season, and it's like they switched, flicked the switch. They didn't have any like mad free agents bringing in or anything. Like that. It's effectively the same roster, but they've gone from potentially the worst defense. Baron, obviously, like you're taking out the Jets, you're taking out Houston. Maybe not on last night's performance, but you're taking the Detroit Lions, you're taking out these worst sides in the NFL, and you're kind of saying that's that's now like gone from like one of the worst defenses to one of the best defenses without really any change in personnel so what's gone on there that's just flicked the switch because it was 100% their defense that won that game from last night cuz yeah i mean like you look at Mahomes last night like i know he uh he threw for 260 yards but it wasn't his most dominant performance like no TDs one interception 22 completions out 37 attempts it's not a Mahomes-esque performance he hasn't been Mahomes in a say? while though you know that kind of way yeah. now I know he had the 5 touchdowns last week but take it with a grain of salt like his bad year is still 95% better than everyone else's and it's better than your good year um, let's put it that way um, well when we look it has to be taken into context though is that like if they can just flip a switch and get around to it, um, they could obviously cause some some major noise towards the tail end. I'm pretty sure they have the most expensive line in football as well. Which is finally that started playing. It's finally started playing. Um, but look, the Th- third in the AFC, say in the AFC, for all we've lambasted them, um, seven and four record. So. And for all we thought, the trouble they're going to be in, like Las Vegas has exploded, to be fair, in terms of off-field but, incidents. Was it ever going to end well after those two particular incidents for them, though? Like, obviously, it's no, no fault of the players, but like dealing with distractions like that, and obviously yeah. the severity of Ruggs's incident as well. It's just there's, and there's been a few since. There's been a few infractions since, so there's been a. Apparently he hasn't showed up for alcohol counselling. So, yeah, look, there may be... He obviously posted his own bail um, and he's just been in his house at least drinking, um, potentially more, and playing NBA 2K, I think was the line used. So, look, hopefully he's not a lost soul, but all evidence would suggest that now, which is... Which look, and let, look, love the person, hate the sin, I think as the fella says... Um, what he did was uh, atrocious, but still a, a young man who's come from maybe rough beginnings to where he is now, um, and is at twenty two is about to throw it all away. It's 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 a sad sight to see. Um, take nothing away from what he did, and and 
rest in peace to that poor woman who was killed obviously but but on a brighter note Philly for a late season push alright I know like I kind of <laughs> thought you'd bring it up and I, I it was it yesterday I texted I was like alright if I was if I was in control of Philly right now I'd be much more comfortable with keeping Hurts next year all of next year at least then if you were to say there's a top pick have any of the five quarterbacks coming out of that draft class I actually think I'd be like do you know what I'll keep Hurts for another yeah. year look, and look right let's let's not beat around the bush next two games are Giants at home Jets at home that's two very winnable games put you back in at seven where are they five and six at the minute yeah, um, seven and six is entirely possible. It gets better. You have a final four games in the NFC East. So you've got Washington, Sands, Chase Young, yeah, Giants again, yeah, in the Midlands. You've got Washington again, and then they're frisky at the minute, though. Like, they are frisky. Look, they are frisky. I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's an easy win. I'm just saying it's winnable. And then yeah. grandstand finish early in the new year. A cowboy side who likely have like unless it's it's a historic collapse for them will have likely seized a playoff spot. So, like Hurts does. I think the best way to put it is Jalen Hurts does bits. Yeah, and look, we've we finally started running the football, which is huge. Sanders back um, now. Sanders back now. I think he's criminally a, underrated. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Um, criminally underused as well, though. I think is part of the problem too. Um, but, yeah, but is like the a, problem more the fact that he's actually physically probably not able for a larger workload? Yeah, but now you've got now you've got an informed Jordan Howard. You've a running back group now. And then you can throw in, when you're feeling a little bit frisky, you can throw in Boston Scott. And you've also got Gamewell, who's impressed. So you've got four similar running backs of of, a, of an ilk. Sanders obviously being the pick, Howard being the workhorse. Do you know, that's that's a very good running group. It's on top bad. of what Hurts also, well, on top of what Hurts also does. So if you start running the ball a bit more, you open that, up that play action. Smith has been, has been a good draft pick. So... Yeah, look, I'm not against. Look, I'm a lot more optimistic than I was, say, say maybe after, probably after the Raiders loss. Um, I knew with the lines to come, so you wouldn't be too optimistic. Then we lost the Chargers, obviously. But the Broncos, off their, their victory against the Cowboys and then obviously the Saints, they're good wins. They're not amazing wins, but they're good wins and the schedule gets a lot easier. It was a difficult start to the season. I think you would like, have taken five and six at this point, though. Yeah. Like, we've played 49ers. We've already played the Cowboys. You played Kansas. Carolina, who at the time were red hot with, with Sam Darnold. And that Tampa, did not age well. Las Vegas. No, not at all. But look, moving swiftly on, avoiding all our bad takes and moving on to the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Philly, Philly Philly will be one and done if they make it to the playoffs. But making the playoffs would be 
given how the season started, it's, it's an incredible achievement. But look, we park it there. The action comes taken fast. What more can you say? Um, it's the it's the last chance saloon for a lot of sides. Um, contenders, stand up, please. Um, so, we've already started with the NBA. Let's return back. We've done one conference. Would you pose pose something from the other conference? I am going to get poleaxed for this, but I'm happy to do so. Is the Eastern Conference finally more entertaining than the West? The key word there is probably entertaining. Um, it's definitely more competitive than it used to be. Let's be yeah, but I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go for the B word, the better word. Um, I think it is better at the top half of it right now. Washington, I third. Um, They're a very competitive side. Washington, like, I third. Look, um, look, Chicago sit at top. The they have five losses. Golden State sit at top. The West they have two losses. And they're outscoring everyone. Um, it's a big jump Milwaukee, for the Bulls, Mil- Yeah, no, it is. It is. But, I'm, but that's more a comment on the rest of the talent in the in the division. Like, Boston are sitting in eight. And they, if they were in the West, they'd be in that Minnesota. Minnesota to Houston pack. Look, Easy. I understand your caveat is the fact that because the Wizards are currently sitting there, a three is essentially you railroading this whole conference at first glance no it's not it's not it's just <laughs> like look Cleveland have been have been the absolute surprise package they've, they've, they've been the emphasis of a surprise package Milwaukee haven't even started their title launch just yet they're ninth. I think the Cavs season went with uh, Sexton surgery as well though potentially look yeah look three losses on the bounce it, 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 but it was like surprise start the Knicks are by god we're, we're just all over the place we can't string any consistency together the bench is better than the stars um, and that's we'll leave that there Brooklyn's a mess like not only is uh, Kyrie Kyrie but James Harden hasn't really been impressive James Harden's really suffering from the foul changes like that and being slowly, unfit still he's slowly starting to get back there now um, yeah. I think yeah. it'll probably be the new year new year I think we'll get uh, normality James Harden again I think he needs to figure out kind of how much he really wants to be trying to get to the line yeah. like he's a very nice jump shooter the ball like, like he can get some of these looks maybe just start shooting more mid-range stuff which is completely against his entire well-being his mantra but look he's going to have to adapt to it I, he's too good like to fade away into this kind of nether space of like trash so um, another interesting thing is the Wizards uh, reportedly obviously Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum are very good friends and do you think um, either Boston or the Wizards in this case like if either of them would try and swing to get the other to the ball club it, that would is, change the complexion entirely, I think, of the whole Is conference. Bradley Beal what Boston Celtics need, though? Like, the Boston Celtics need a floor general. I don't know. I mean, I think you could do it with him, too. 
Yeah, but I just think Bradley Beal is score first. Let's make there's no qualms about it. He's he's definitely score score first as as a guard. Like I think you know, look I, I know he's not out there, but if Chris Paul was on the market right now and he goes to Boston he makes him a legitimate title contender. Uh, like in fairness, yes, when he went to absolutely when he went absolutely. to like when he went to Phoenix, no one predicted the rise. So like it's it's very easy for us to turn around and say that he would turn that Celtics look, look, roster into it. Like imagine last year, like they were so dysfunctional though. Like they are but, so dysfunctional, aren't they? But, like, but look at what look at what Chris Paul had done in Houston. Look at what Chris Paul had done in OKC with. A Sam Presti GM side who was just acting as if draft picks were Bitcoin in 2009 and they knew what was going to happen like they were in full implosion and Chris Paul but at least got... they knew they were fully imploding though like Boston doesn't know yeah, but... what the fuck they want to be Do yeah but Chris Paul, could, Chris Paul could still get that side to the playoffs though is what my point is so I just think and look, Tatum's still having like a phenomenal year. I think what was he like eighth in scoring charts? Like he's he's averaging twenty five and a half points a night. Like he's I just think the East as a whole is the young conference. So like you look at Chicago and look, I'm not saying DeMar DeRozan is, is young, but let's take Chicago and Brooklyn out of it because obviously you've Durant and, and all that but like Washington Outside of Beale, that's a young side. Miami's a young side outside Jimmy Butler. Charlotte's a young side. Cleveland's a young side. The Knicks, bar some pieces, they are a young side. The the very like core of it. Boston. The Knicks are, are kind of maturing nicely. Like, yeah. Age But they are like. They need to do. But they are a young side. Like, yeah. Boston is a young side. Milwaukee, yeah. Like, I know Giannis is there in place years, but he's still only twenty six. Yeah, I always consider Ant like young. You go twenty five and under, twenty six like you're only entering your prime, really. Yeah. I'm sure, like the prime length of these players now, like they're they're playing so well into their mid thirties. Um, mm. we're seeing it across the board. So maybe we have to just start changing the barometer of what counts as young now. They're probably like twenty eight or something mad. Mm. Um, purely because, uh, primes and it's not only just like the prime of your career like they see 200 million dollars for four years and they're like man i'm playing till i'm 38 like yeah. you know the the cash bag is so large in the nba now that these boys are willingly like working on their bodies and extending out their career there's, as much as they can there's also the caveat too that the nba a superstar in the nba has never had as much freedom i don't think any other sporting superstar has as much freedom of okay let's blow this up and let's go somewhere else like it's it's nearly actively encouraged to be honest mm. like Silver is extremely pro player like they it's not like David Stern's NBA anymore like do you know it's um, not like the NOA's UFC I suppose Um, it's uh, it's it is very much yeah look I just think that the East is a <sighs> They're just getting more progressive. I think maybe a couple of trades for a couple of the teams would 
change the complexion of the, of the conference entirely. Um, mm. Like someone like the Hornets, I think, like they just stay pat, and you rock with with the kids with Lamelo and Bridges, and you just keep letting that grow organically. If you think you've the two lads there that are going to take yeah, the for- side forward, you're kind of going like. Yeah, arguably, arguably the piece that you move out of Charlotte is, is probably Hayward. And look, suffice it to say, look, it didn't work out in, in Boston because he did have that horrific leg break and stuff like that. But probably is surplus to requirements. And if you move him now, you might get a decent bit of value still for him. Um, do you know, like, I scary think he Terry. gives the younger players a lot, though, doesn't he? I think he's probably someone that they'd rather have in the locker room now it's a very expensive locker room kind of mm. price tag but like if they end up challenging for one of those top four spots in the east and you know his um his locker room maturity and that kind of stuff is a big part of that then i think michael jordan is actually kind of happy enough going to do yeah. one we keep it for the year and then you know evaluate it next year um, I'm kind of disappointed with the Raptors. Oh, I was going to go one above. I was going to say I'm disappointed with the Hawks after last year. Um, yeah, though we might. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the Raptors, but I mean, Anyobi is now gone now for a very extended period of time as well, I believe. Um, and he was kind of one of the players I'd pegged for a breakout. So, mm. yeah. Well, look, I suppose, yeah, look, I I, I do think the, the Eastern Conference is the dominant conference, conference, but in its infancy, that makes sense. The West is kind of aging out at present. Do you think, look, it's mad seeing the Bulls top of anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mad and glorious at the same time, though. Um, Lonzo Ball is playing phenomenally. Um, Zach Levine might actually get the credit he's due because he's finally on a... A decent side and he's not just a dunk boy um, and I'm happy for the mayor after what went on in Toronto yeah um, I know they got a championship out of it but he gave an awful lot to that franchise so I'm happy to to see it go well from and look if, if there's certain there is certain sides in certain sports that when they're going well the league is going well and I've often said this about the New York Knicks. It, it's if there's any NRL fans out there, there's a saying about the South Sydney Rabbitohs. When the Rabbitohs are going well, league is going well. And I think if those kind of more storied franchises and and they are in the East, um, obviously with the Lakers in the West, but Chicago, New York, and Boston start going well, I think the NBA is in a good place. Yeah, from a marketing balance, definitely. Um, yeah, like their three, and like the Sixers as well. It's a fucking huge brand, like do you know what I mean. Mm. Like, we've just come off like the Bucks winning the title, so yeah, yeah, like, and that's, it's kind of like oh, okay, we need some, we need a bit of normality again. Like, can we have like super side already? Yeah, um, yeah, and look, the the town of Chicago needs that after the Blackhawks scandal um, and the Bears aren't a great watch at present like Andy Dalton's bailing them out like that's not where they wanted to be but I do look I do have wraps on Justin Fields and I think time will tell but look when we park it there um, a few la- little bits just to get to 
Second off, um, I suppose, have you seen this this week? Um, keeping with the NBA team, uh, we almost had Malice in the Palace 2.0 last night. Um, fill us in a little bit, bottom feeder at So uh, LeBron took the head off, and let's call a spade a spade. It's it's the it's one of the worst things I have actually seen him do. Um, he uh, he hit one of the Pistons players with a particularly nasty elbow just under. Not this is not to to defend the act or anything like that. I'm just saying. Um, I've seen it like a few different angles, and I've seen it. It's superimposed, like not superimposed, but super slowed down and super zoomed in. And believe it or not, because it's strange, the amount of blood that spilled. It's actually, not his elbow that connects. It's the back of his fist. It's like kind of this side part. So I don't know what he's caught him with. But he it's caught him uh, well, though. he caught him well, and he opened him. Um, bit of pushing from Isaiah Stewart, basically. For those who haven't seen it, we'll put the link in the the podcast description as per usual. But a uh, bit of pushing and shoving, a bit of how's your father in the in the key, I suppose, just prior to a, a free throw. And Isaiah Stewart kind of is all over LeBron and he kind of pushes LeBron, I think, fair to say. And LeBron just pretty much swings back um, catches Isaiah Stewart's um, plush, splits his eye. But it's a, it's a strange one that there's a lot of pushing and shoving and there's not an awful lot of claret. And then... Then it seems to start pumping. Is that fair to say? Or yeah, it's, a, it's just, a strange cut. The whole cut, like, and look, and then there's a there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, argy bargy. Let's just say Isaiah Stewart, they try and cajole him and relax him. And he does these mad runnings to try and push the player. But what I would say is, having watched it back a few times, if he was going to lamp him, he'd several opportunities to lamp him. Let's call it spade a spade. If it was a junior A match, my God, he would have lynched him several times before he did the run. Um, yeah, look, he's not a dirty he player. He's only he's only had two um, two career ejections, which is mm. very... Oh, I was on about Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. Like the whole oh, no, like LeBron run, like, hold me back. hitting him. <laughs> but um, like I just think like if someone caught LeBron with a shot like that, like Staples Centre would be in riots. Like they'd be out in the streets defending them. So poster boy's getting away with murder there. I know you don't like uh, this. <laughs> no, I just look. I am a LeBron fan. I, I hold my hands up to that. I am a, a bit of a fanboy. Look, there's no defending the act, or whatever. Um, he is getting suspended first. Yeah, he is getting suspended for. Obviously, that'll probably be out. The actual length of suspension will probably be out before. I'd give him sixty fucking games. Fuck him. <laughs> um. Look, that's I don't I don't think he cares so much about being suspended. It's touched upon earlier, like they're just they're an age and roster. The 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 less amount of games they have to play at high intensity, the better for them. So if they can be in with the hunt until they get to the All Star break and then they can make a proper run at it, yeah. Um, it is yeah. promising thinking that Westbrook, you know, traditionally doesn't ever start a season too well anyways. So like if they can get some semblance of form into him uh, probably after Christmas at this point that it might be alright it might might be alright on the night but look I I'm not worried about the Lakers and then maybe I should be but I'm not worried about them because count against Lebr- like you, you, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had two 
poor performances, it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a Tom Brady hater, but I would not count against him. Oh, Jesus, absolutely not. Do you not know what I mean? So, and it's, this, it's the same with LeBron. I know he's 36. I know it's year 19, 18, 19. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a lot of mileage on the clock. And, look, Russ doesn't seem to be kind of playoff built, but is a regular season superstar. But if anyone can figure him out, I think it's the the mind of LeBron and the understanding he has of the game. So that's kind of where, where I start but look, a few other things to just touch on quickly. Um, making a slight change. So, commencing this week, we're going to have an additional episode out every week. So, still a bit all over the place. Still haven't ironed out the, the definitive um, schedule of it. But look, we're going to have a Friday supplement, which is basically just going to be a, a look ahead to the, to the week. Um, you pay for your Sunday supplement in the paper. We'll give you a free Friday supplement give you a look ahead so we'll have kind of look ahead to fixtures over the weekend we'll also have potentially a few we'll call them betting recommendations because they are coming from the coach as opposed to tips um, please obviously gamble responsibly um, and we'll see you again on Friday so that's all from me that is all from me thank you and good night <laughs>